What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Jesse Park from Jessica 7, and you're rocking with what? RadioWhat.com. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do you go? DJLittleRock.com. One more time, DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote, and maybe you could have me at your next event. You know, I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. Let me entertain you. Are you not entertained? Make your next thing a big one. (laughs) Uh, Today on the program, Jacob Johnston. Who's Jacob Johnston? Well, if you've been listening to the What Makes You Famous podcast, you know back in April, we talked before a little bit about him, and uh, we're going to talk again a little bit more about him, about what's going on these days. So stick around for that. This week's shows, as I'm recording this, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Friday night, The Rab, which has been closed for a few weeks due to a couple of people getting COVID-19, is opening back up. They've freshened the place up. They've cleaned it all up. They've thoroughly disinfected, given it a bleach bath, if you will, uh, soaked it in ultraviolet. Now, I don't know exactly what they did, but it's all fixed up and it's all ready to go. And uh, we're going to keep doing our precautionary measures and wearing masks as we go into the RAB on Friday night for the video dance party, karaoke jam, full bar, kitchens open, pool tables. I don't know if they're going to have the pool tournament. But it's going to be from 7.30 to 10.30 is when the karaoke is going to be there. I'm not, I think they're going to be open at least till 11. I think that's a new mandate is COVID doesn't come out until after, uh, until after 11 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. While everybody's asleep, uh, COVID is running around. So that's the mandate. Who knows, man? I'm just listening to scientists and, and hopefully uh, they're, they're getting it right. I'm sure they're getting it right. They're much smarter than I am. So the RAB will be open. This Friday night from 7.30 to 10.30 for the karaoke jam and maybe a little bit longer. I think they're doing, I thought that was 4 to 11 maybe. Uh, the place will be open. So if you want to get your drinky drinks after work, after working a long, hard week, uh, get over and, and, and have a good time. Yeah, let's have some fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, I say video dance party. You can dance in your chairs, okay? Wear the mask while you're walking in. Use lots of hand sanitizer. We don't want to get in trouble with the the authorities that are, uh, you know, making sure that that we do everything in line the right way. Am I showing my political uh, leanings here? It's a virus. It's not political, really. You know, the scientists say wear a mask, wear a mask. Fine. Uh, (laughs) We'll do it. Use the hand sanitizer. Wash your hands. You should have been washing your hands anyway. <laughs> All right. Enough about that. I'm happy that the RAB is finally opening back up. It's been about ooh, three weeks that I haven't been over there doing the karaoke show. And I'm stoked to see all the people at the RAB. Yeah. I'm sure capacity will be limited as well. I think you can, they can hold uh, 100 people in there comfortably without uh, people being elbow to elbow. So, uh, yeah. So come on out. Come on out. If you're in the Conway, Arkansas area, come on out to the RAB Friday night and see me. Come see me. <laughs> All right, let's get into it with Jacob Johnston. Uh, he's got a new project. So uh, I, I got him on Skype. So if you're listening to the audio version of this, I encourage you to check out the video version. Uh, 
It's on my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash keys, Dan. And yeah, you'll or just look up keys, Dan on YouTube. I know that I know I have three YouTube channels and you'll see the one with the radio. What logo? That's the one I save for my podcasts and stuff. All right, let's get into it with Jacob Johnston. Uh, Skyping Jacob Johnston now. There we go. There he is. <laughs> I am. Jacob Johnson in the house, man. What's yes, going, sir. What's going on? How's your day? I mean, I haven't done much of anything. Okay. You got to remember, Dan, it's 10 a.m. Oh, that's right. Saturday morning. Uh, oh, why are we up on this ungodly hour doing a podcast? I don't know. You tell me, Jacob Johnson. We talked back in, uh, let's say, uh, April, and something has been happening since then. I guess we'll do the update, and then uh, we'll kind of figure out what's going on from here. Jacob Johnson, what's going on with you? Man, you know, I'm just just, just busy uh, with my, my new band. We just released our first track, um, you know, promoting that. Um, I've been doing a little bit of, of music production on the side. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just staying busy. Well, don't be so on. elusive, man. You got to tell people what the name of the band is, what the band has been doing, how long you've been practicing, how long you've been together. Uh, you know, oh. there's many, many questions that people need to know about, man. Well, you can ask me any question you want. I'm an open book, but uh, yeah, we're 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 called Riverview. Um, you know, we're based out of Little Rock ish, Little Rock ish. We're we're all around the Little Rock area. Um, you know, we started. I don't know what two years ago, probably um, our drummer was in a band called slick grip. who was like a local, uh, like pop punk rock. I don't even know what you want to call it, whatever you want to call him. Um, and he, I hit him up because I was like, I just kind of wanted to like make some music on the side, just do something cool. And uh, I hit him up and he was like, you know, I'm too busy. That band was doing really well at the time. Um, they were getting some, getting some traction. They played like a, uh, it was huge, whatever the show was. It was at the Metroplex. I'm sure you know where that is. Um, yeah, and, but my listeners don't, man, they're all over the world. You got to give, well, you got to give, uh, people, uh, ge- geographic locations for the walking tour for when they do the, what makes you famous walking tour. And they start to follow Jacob Johnson around. Oh, that's okay. where it's at. Check it out. Well, Little Rock, Little Rock's our big city, and they have this this venue. I don't even know exactly where it is. I've only been there like once, um, but it's very big. Um, you know, is it part of Clear Channel? Is is that the part of the radio station was on there? Yes, yes. It's it's part of um, uh, like one hundred point three, The Edge. They like, which is like the the local radio station here, um, like rock station. Pretty sure they're like partnered together, like the radio station owns it or whatever. Um, but it's a very, very large venue and they played a show with, um, bad flower. And we came as Romans who were very big, um, <coughs> who were like bad flower was coming up. They're a rock band. They've made a, a pretty big move, um, getting very big. Um, but at the time they were, they were on the up. Um, and then we came as Romans who is a huge band. 
um, they opened for both of those at the Metroplex. And it was like, I mean, I remember uh, our drummer was telling us a story and he was like, yeah, I remember walking on stage and everybody started cheering and he was like, I about shit my pants. Um, just cause you know, there were so many people there. Um, but anyway, um, well, I'm a much you know, older man than you, uh, Jacob Johnson. So you're turning me on to a lot of new bands, man. I got to go fish these things out, uh, find them on Spotify, find them on Apple iTunes and, and start to oh. get their music, uh, downloaded and, and, uh, put into my, my own, uh, music interface uh, so I can get turned on to right. some of these bands, man. So you're saying uh, these are punk bands. I, I, I know a lot of kids don't like to don't like to put themselves in boxes, but you, you say punk right. rock bands, maybe kind of can't. Um, Bad Flowers kind of like their own thing. They're just kind of like a, a a rock band. Like, I don't even know how to describe them. They're, they just kind of do whatever the hell they want to. <laughs> like they're one of those bands, uh, but they're very good. Um, like, that's what bad flowers just a rock band i would say like good old like modern hard rock band um a lot, and of, gu- lot of guitar came- riffs a lot of uh drum solos what, what, what are we talking here God, I'm, I, man i like i hate to do this to you but i'm like I'm, you're just gonna have to go listen because <laughs> like they literally they're just one of those bands that they they just create and that's what happens all right well like, enough about them let's talk about riverview Riverview, yeah. uh, you know, how is that? Is, is it guitar driven? Is it drum driven? Is there a big bass line? I mean, how, how do you how would you describe Riverview's genre if you could? And and I, I say genre because, you know, all right. Back when when music first started getting played on the radio, Hank Williams time and, and you know, Al Jolson and those those guys back in the you know 20s and 30s and stuff. It wasn't pop music. It wasn't rock music. It was music. Hey, we're putting music on the radio, big band music. You know, there was no genres. It was only till pretty recently that people started putting stuff in a box. It's rock and roll. It's rhythm and blues. It's jazz. It's, you know, it's punk. But, uh, yes. you know, uh, and now I think it's steering back to the old ways where people don't want to be limited by genres. And that's that's a, a good thing about being an independent. You don't have any any record companies, any labels telling you, hey, you got to play this. No, you play right. what you want. So tell me about Riverview. Uh, how is it forming, and and what is it? What kind of music is it playing? Um, so as far as like how is it, it? You know, it took a long time to materialize. Um, the first three songs, I think, that we're going to release because I think we're right now. Um, you know, I think you have. Um, it's like a like I would say that we're pop punk. Um, okay. You know, like. In, in a general sense, rock, rock, you know, rock would be kind of our, our big umbrella term. Um, and then pop punk within that, um, you know, if, if anybody here knows, I don't know if you know them, Dan, cause I just turned you on to more bands, but if you know who like knuckle puck is story so far, um, well, I only just looked at your, your Facebook feed and knuckle puck is right down there. Just a little bit, uh, going down the, the Facebook. I think somebody shared a, a, a thing, uh, about knuckle puck i didn't get to listen to it but i look forward to it <laughs> but uh, you know i when i think of punk i think of punk of the, of the late 70s the early 80s you know he, he, i guess all through the 70s where it was just a bunch of guys that really didn't know how to play that well but they started beating on their instruments and just you know yelling out whatever thought was in their heads or or whatever they were feeling and that's that's what punk is to me it's just 
you know, you got to get that, that rage out, you know, on the broader stroke. I, I guess there, there are some punk bands that have a deeper meaning, a deeper message, but for, for the most part, the, well, in my humble opinion, punk is, uh, is grabbing an instrument, banging on it, you know, any way you can and, and, and screaming to the, to the, uh, to the man, to the industry, you know, what, what's going wrong, right. what's going down. But do you tell me, what do you think? Jacob? Um, I mean, for us, like being a, a punk band, if you will, um, I, I think ours is more about like internal struggle rather than like social struggle or political struggle that, that punk punk is generally, like you know, if you go way back, you know, like Ramones or, or, you know, agonistic front, um, bad religion, all that, like a lot of it is, or dead Kennedys, for example, like that's the perfect punk band in my opinion, the dead Kennedys, you know, I don't know that you can find a song by the dead Kennedys that isn't politically driven. Um, Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> Dig but, but, but for like us, I think like at least within our genre, um, it's, um, very, we, we've moved towards more of like the emotional. So it's like, we're, we're very, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. Like we're very, we're, it's more, it's less, it's less about the external struggles and more about internal. So like this song that we put out called knuckles, um, it's, it's, it's about at least lyrically, it's about kind of like, why, why am I here? Like kind of an existential, like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And, and like, I can't figure it out. Like, that's kind of what the song's about is like, like kind of trying to find your path in the world. So Jacob um, Johnston, why are we here? Man, that's not my place to answer. That's a hard question. We got time, man. <laughs> we got time. It's an existential um, uh, question. Go ahead. Give it to us. No, uh, uh, w w Jacob Johnston, uh, you know, first of all, I, I know that you know how to play guitar, so it's not like you're picking up an instrument and just banging on it any way you, you can. You, you've actually studied your craft, if you will. You can play the instrument. Now, is the, uh, how many pieces are in Riverview? We're five piece. Okay. Five uh, piece. What are the five pieces and who are they? Um, you, uh, so the five piece we have, we have our drummer, Tyler. We have me on guitar. I play the, the rhythm guitar. I'm kind of the supporting guitar. Uh, we have our lead guitar player, Brady. Uh, he's plays all the crazy stuff. Um, cause he's a lot better than I am. Um, and then we have our bass player, Jeff, and our singer is Garrett. Um, you know, and, and we, we, and one thing about that, you know, being a five piece is that we all come from different backgrounds. Um, like me, like me and Brady, we came from a background of like eighties metal. So Metallica, Megadeth, Iron Maiden, um, you know, the classic rock stuff, Guns and Roses, Def Leppard, et cetera, stuff like that. Whereas Tyler, our drummer, came from, and I, and I think our, our bass player, Jeff, too, came from a lot of the same stuff as Tyler, is they came from, like, a, it's called Scene. Um, you know, like, oh, there was just, like, like kind of We Came As Romans was within that. Um, you know, we had, like, who else was in that? Under Oath, um, Asking Alexandria, like, that kind of thing. And then our, our guy, Garrett, came from a lot of, like, but he also came from a lot of rap stuff. 
And so like, we're all so different, but yet we come together to make something that's cohesive. So I think that's really cool that we're able to do that. Cause sometimes, you know, having five entirely different people trying to come together to make something is, you know, it, it can be hard, but you know, as a, as a group, we, we, we've become very cohesive and we can write stuff that's, you know, it's not like all over the place. Like it's, it's Riverview. It's not five different pieces that were slammed together. Well, I mean, there's two schools of thought on that. It, you, it could add a little extra flavor if all of your different styles come into the writing and who does the writing, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you talk in a second. Uh, you know, I want to, I want you to answer that question. Who does the writing and uh, do you all have input into the, the music once a song gets written? Uh, do you bring that rhythm guitar and say, Oh, let's try this kind of a, a, a you know, a rhythm line and the bass guitar, a bass line and drums and solo and solos, but who, who's writing the music and, and who's putting this all together? You know, and to answer that, we have to kind of go back to the, the formative years of the band. Um, you know, for the first, I'd say, solid year, we couldn't keep a steady lineup. It was more or less me and the drummer, Tyler, because um, people had to step away for, you know, personal reasons, et cetera. And so it was just me and Tyler for, I'd say, at least a year, um, year and a half. Um, so within that time frame, it was just me and him bouncing ideas off of him. Ooh, I just dropped something. Um, <laughs> but it was just, it was just me and him, um, bouncing ideas off of each other. Like we were sitting in his apartment and he was on his kit and I was, I had a guitar and an amp and you know, like I had like for knuckles, I brought that riff and he just like said, just keep playing it over and over and over. And he would sit there and, and hit the drums until we got something that he liked, that we both liked. Um, and that's kind of how we did it for the first like year and a half. Like it was just me and him. So I was writing bass and guitar and lead guitar. And, and we didn't like even write vocals for like a year. Um, it wasn't until about a, I would say at least a year and a half later, we found our uh, singer Garrett, who just kind of came in and he, he dropped a melody and, uh, um, and lyrics on top of the song. And we were like, Oh man, we got it. Let's do it. Um, but that's just kind of, you know, and I think since then we've gotten more collaborative, which, you know, right now with the, the pandemic going on that if you don't know that that's going on, you probably live under a rock, <laughs> but, um, well, this could be a like, time cap listening 20 years from now and say, Oh, <laughs> you know, if that's, if this is the only historical artifact, uh, or remnants that uh, gets saved uh, after the apocalypse happens, uh, you know, tell the people, well, what's the pandemic? <laughs> uh, so right now we have been in, how long has it been since what, like March or April? Yeah. It feels like say? forever, man. Uh, every, every, been- every day is, a, is another week. Every week is another <laughs> month and every month is another year. So yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, right now we've been in, in lockdown, so to speak for nine months. When I use that loosely, we've been in, we were in lockdown for a solid like two months. Um, but, but stuff hasn't been normal because we have uh, coronavirus 2019, <laughs> COVID-19, if you will, uh, rolling through the world. Um, right. You know, and so everybody's kind of been stuck at home for the last nine months. Well, that affects um, but good news. Yeah, go ahead. Is good news is apparently the vaccine 
we have found it. Hey! (laughs) Several, in fact. The hope is that that plays out well, and we can be going back to normal fairly soon. (laughs) All right. Well, enough about that. So, Riverview, are you living by yourself? Uh, And let me me go back. I know you were talking about you were practicing in an apartment, uh, banging on drums and guitar. Uh, how did the neighbors take uh, take uh, to that? So he had he bought Tyler, our drummer, bought drum mutes. Basically, you put pads on the heads of the drums, um, like where you hit it, so it's like muffled, right? <laughs> um, but it was still very loud. <laughs> um, yeah, we got in trouble a couple times from like the administration over there. Um, yeah, I imagine so. I, you know, I, I'm in an apartment and I, I can hear the, the kid running up and down the hall upstairs. So, yeah, yeah I, I imagine a drum kit and a, a guitar is uh, is off putting to some people. With but, with with that, though, like, yeah, the one room that we used, thank God it was. Um, so, like the one room he that we practiced in, he had um, it was a stairwell. There was nobody under him. and so. Like at least that helped a lot um, because nobody was re- directly below us mm-hmm. and there was no neighbors next door. So like, like o- on that wall that was between the apartment and the bedroom that we were practicing in. So that helped a lot, but we still did get in trouble a little bit. But All right. Well, you, were con- you were conscious of people around you and, and uh, respectful right. of others, which is a good, it's a good thing. You're a good boy. You're, you're good boys. Uh, you you yeah. try to try to uh, limit your sound. But, uh, you know, if you're playing good music, um, well, and, and that could be subjective as well. Uh, but if you're playing music that people like around you, then they're not going to complain so much. They might start up, uh, start up a barbecue. A party might happen because you were playing your music. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, getting, right. getting five guys together, going back to Riverview, uh, getting five guys together. You're right. It is difficult. At least you are all in the same proximity. I've talked to bands that don't even live in the same country. They're doing music where somebody will provide the the bass and send it over to a producer and a drum and send it over producer and and so on and so on. And then a producer in a maybe even a totally different country uh, in a totally different area will mix all the music down. But then how do they play live if they're not living close together? Some of these people have never even met, but I'm glad that at least you, you guys have met and you've played together. Uh, so two years ago, Riverview is is coming to fruition. Uh, what do you? I mean, how long are you practicing before you get out and play in front of anybody? And have you played in front of anybody as Riverview? No, I mean we haven't played in front of anybody. I mean, besides like Tyler's girlfriend at the time, or you know something like that. No, we haven't um, played in front of anybody. And now we definitely can't play in front of anybody. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the first year and a half, um, you know, we were, we were, we were just like, I mean, we didn't even have a steady lineup for a year and a half probably. And so we, um, we, we were just, you know, it was just, we were writing, we were like, you know what, let's just get as much music as we can so that when we find members, you know, we can, we can have material to roll out to a producer and, you know, put out to the world. Um, and this was before you know, the coronavirus pandemic. And so, you know, it, it, to, to us, it was like, you know, if we can have the material, then, you know, we can put it out in the world. And which, which this song that you heard, um, that you've listened to, um, that the people at home may have not listened to, which they should. 
um, you know, it was supposed to be, we were supposed to go to the studio in March or April. I don't remember one of the two, but obviously that didn't happen. Uh, and so it took until October. Um, you know, the story of our band, if anybody wants to know in short, it's no, no, it's, in, uh, in long, it, we got time, man. This that, no, that's the, the miracle I, of podcasts. We could talk a long time, but I'm just saying like, like if we had a catchphrase as a band, it would be delay after delay after delay. Just everything got delayed all the time. Just, you know, we couldn't find members for a year and a half. And then we're like, we're ready for the studio. And then the coronavirus happened. And then, you know, so that's just, it's, it's, I think, I, I do think the coronavirus was good for us though, because, you know, with you, not being able to play shows, it's um, you know, it's it's not like we're go- we're we're getting ready to go on tour or anything. So we can take our time, put out the best music we can think of that we can create, and, and get kind of a following. And so when we play shows, we'll see, you know, hopefully a lot of we'll we'll at least have a few faces that we that have followed us for a little while. So I think that's a, a really neat part of of kind of the climate we live in right now. Well, you'd be surprised at how many creatives have learned how to create. Uh, stretch their creative juices uh, during this coronavirus because I, I know for for me the, the first couple of months I, I lost all my DJ gigs uh, you know I didn't get to go out and play in front of people uh, like I was used to and it was sad for me you know that and you know besides losing the the money portion of it which is very sad uh, for my family because I have responsibilities uh, you know but uh, you know losing the the ability to go in front of other people and show off the things that I've learned to do. You know, the, like when you're a kid, uh, you know, and you want to impress your mom and dad, look what I can do. And you, you know, jump up and down and, and, and it really wasn't that impressive, but Hey, you still want to want to have an audience dig me, but you know, for right. a band, you know, you're coming up with, with an idea, making a song, you know, birthing this, this child that you call music and, <laughs> and you want to play it in front of other people and say, Look what I made here. Please love me, you know, or, or, or right. you know, how do you feel about it? About what? Well, I mean, specific? you know, how did it affect you? I mean, yes, you can't play in front of people, but you said that you, you went to a studio. Uh, is it a studio right. in-house or is it a, a studio that uh, somebody actually put a shingle up and said, hey, uh, you know, my studio, where, where are you going to record your music? Um, so the recording process was actually kind of weird. Um, the only thing we did in studio was the drums, which was like a, it was like a real, real deal. Oh, uh, thanks for the follow, Dan. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but we, the, the real, it was a real deal studio, like sound treated everything. You know, it was, it was the real deal. He converted an old house into like a really nice studio. Mm-hmm. Um, his name's Bert Logger. Um, I don't even remember exactly what the studio is called at this very second. Um, Oh, I love shout outs, man. I love giving credit where credit is due. You got to, you got to know those names. (laughs) He's so good. His name's Burt Lager. Okay. Um, Anyway, he's in downtown Little Rock off of Broadway. um, Right off the interstate. Um, But yeah, it's, it was super, he was super laid back, super good at what he did. And, And thank God he was patient because, we made some errors in um, like the, like some of the tracks didn't export. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we had to kind of make do with what we had. So, uh, you know, that's where we recorded drums and the rest of it 
like I, I don't know if you know what this means. DI. Do you know what DI means? Nope. In recording. Tell the people. So, so basically DI is where you have your interface, which is like where you plug in your microphones or whatever um, that plugs into your computer that then runs into whatever recording software you're using. So DI is where you plug your guitar. Like basically you just take a guitar cord and plug it into the interface. Um, so you record guitar straight to the, like whatever track you're recording on. And so um, that's how we recorded everything was we just had our guitar player, Brady. He recorded his part. Um, Jeff, our bass player recorded his part. I recorded my part. And then Garrett came over to my house and I made a little makeshift uh, vocal booth in my closet. Um, and we recorded it there, sent it all to our producer, Nathan, Nathan Cluse at Cluse Audio. That's a shout out I want to give because okay. he's incredible. Yeah. Um, you can find him on Facebook, Cluse Audio, C-L-O-O-S. Okay. Um, he's incredible. Very, very talented at what he does. And uh, he mixed uh, and, and like all the guitar tones were from him and um, bass tones and I mean, he just did more than we could have ever asked for. Um, and very, very quick too, which is incredible, um, for the quality of the work. And, and that's how we, we just basically like, he sent us the first mix of the song. We listened to it. Um, he said, Hey, uh, I don't really like how that sounds. I said, okay. <laughs> Went back next day, fixed it, sent it back. We're like, eh, there's something so weird about it. Can we fix this and this? Sent it back. You know, we went back and forth probably three or four times. Um, and we were like, yep, that sounds about right. Um, and then he sent it to his mastering guy who I don't even know who the name of the guy is. Ooh, almost fell over. Um, <laughs> but but um, the mastering guy is incredible. He's like a like a big name. Um, he he does like a lot of like top 40 hit stuff. Um uh, a big like, name like John Jacob Jinko Heimer Schmidt, like a really big name. <laughs> <laughs> kill me, Dan! You're uh, killing me. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey! Speaking of uh, kill, killing me, the this you have the squeakiest chair in the world. So, so for uh, those listeners, uh, the, the little squeak is is every time Jacob Johnson moves around in his chair. He's uh, got a squeaky chair. These are little little in you and little little nuances that people enjoy, <laughs> and, and him falling. Yeah, falling out of the chair. If you're listening to the audio version of this, I encourage you to check out the video version so you can see his pretty face oh, yeah. right there next to me. <laughs> I, I almost fell down. That was almost bad. Yeah. Well, you know, and that would be the end of Riverview. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, know we're, we're just in the fledgling. Probably- this is just the, 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 the birthing of a band. Really? You're in the mm-hmm. uh, initial stages of putting this thing together and you've got, uh, three songs and and the downfalls of not being able to record together in the same room with a producer you, you're right. you're giving people those those uh the, those walls that you had to knock down uh to uh, to play where you have to go back and forth if, as opposed to if all five of you were in a recording studio with a producer maybe a sixth or seventh person um putting all your music together but no you had to record all your parts separately and send them to this guy, this magician that put everything oh, together. Yeah. Very good. It's very good. How difficult do you think that is? It's got to be incredibly difficult. But, you know, you can only speak to what you were using yourself. What What did you set up in your in your closet to make a recording booth? 
Because I know a lot of people have been doing, you know, even podcasts in their closet and voiceovers. They set up a closet because it's a nice closed in area and they mm-hmm. can put up, uh, you know, maybe some carpet on the walls to deaden the sound and stop, you know, the bounce. But uh, what did you, did you put in your closet? That's actually the closet right there. Okay. Right behind me. There's a, um, it's not even a walk-in closet. It's one of those sliding door closets that you had to tiny. climb into. Right. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, what kind of equipment's in there? Yeah. So I just, uh, it's not in there now. I took it out, but, because right. um, we're not going to be recording for a little bit anyway. Um, so I, I basically just took some like thick, like quilt bank blankets, kind of like thicker blankets and just, um, put it on like basically made like padding along the wall um by using a nail which i probably shouldn't have but oh well um <laughs> that's gonna lose your deposit <laughs> yeah there goes the deposit it's okay i have a dog so it's not like my deposit's gonna be here anyway um but yeah so i just put up like quilts along the wall to like kind of keep it from reverberating back to us um and then on the ceiling i used egg cartons believe it or not um because they're whatever material like the foam that they're made of is really good for uh canceling out echo um so yeah i just put egg cartons on the ceiling and quilts along the wall um and left all the clothes in there and we just he he recorded into in between like about the halfway point of the clothes so that it like a lot of the sound is caught and um you know it it turned out fine so and it saved us a lot of money so you know can't complain yeah you're talking about egg cartons my uh, uncle ricky was in a, a band called Cryer. Uh, I think their biggest uh, claim to fame was that they opened up for Molly Crew way back when, uh, you know, in Europe. But he had egg cartons in his practice room at, you know, my grandmother's house. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that was a, a thing. It was actual egg cartons up on the ceiling. And you'd be surprised mm-hmm. at how, how well they catch the sound. But, you're, okay. you, you know, you've explained the, the, the sound deadening quality. But what kind of equipment was it? What kind of? Do you remember what kind of microphone and what kind of mixers you were using? And was it in your computer? Was it what kind of mu- equipment? I'm trying to see. I don't have my interface in here, but the interface I was using uh, that you plug your microphone into is um, it, it's it's called the Scarlett I8. Um, it's four channels, so you can like plug four microphones into it and record them all at the same time. Um, and then actually, right here is the microphone I was using. It's a uh, Sure, S and fifty eight. Um, That's a fifty seven, isn't it? Fifty seven. Sorry, I'm stupid. No, no, that is a no. 57. Hey, man. Hey, you know, I, I know that microphone, best microphone in the world, and really, yeah. uh, you know, it, that's the best one. Uh, you know, for uh, most people, use that for instruments. The SM fifty eight would be the best microphone for vocals, and I'm not sure why. Uh, you know, I've looked at the specs. I don't understand the specs, but I know it's the greatest mic in the world. Uh, you know, arguably, I mean, I know the, the SM seven B is the the next mic that I want to get. I'm using this pod pod mic and it sounds pretty good. It catches my, my voice pretty well, but I, I want to use that SM seven B because Hey, Michael Jackson used it. It's good enough for him. It's good enough for me. And, and a lot of that's other people the, think the same thing. That's, that's kind of the studio standard though for vocals is the seven B. Um, the SM seven B just it just has the best response i think and captures all the detail um but i mean i would have used um an akg p420 which is a condenser microphone which is typically what you use for vocals um but it broke on me i don't know what happened to it it stopped stopped working 
Um, so we had to just kind of make do. Um, but you know, I think like the SM 57, like it costs a hundred dollars, which is phone. Yeah. But, 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 for the quality, like it's worth way more than a hundred dollars in oh, my yeah. opinion. Yeah, if you um, look on on uh, a lot of uh, you look at shows and you can recognize that that shape right away. You can go, oh, that's an SM fifty eight, and wired yeah. is ninety nine bucks. But I think you can get a wireless for about four hundred. I have one sitting there in the closet, mm-hmm. and I use it at, at weddings and parties and stuff. And it's it, it's it goes for a thousand feet, you know, and and you're mm-hmm. never gonna break up on the, the wireless version, but yeah, let's go into tech technical stuff, man, technical, um, uh, equipment that you like to use and, and the types of guitars and drums and, and things that, that, uh, that you use, you, you're becoming kind of a, 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 an audio aficionado. I know last time we talked, we talked about you doing uh, filmmaking as well as well, mm-hmm. as well as songwriting and guitar playing. Uh, you know, how, how has all that been going to explore the, the other avenues of Jacob Johnston. Um, so the filmmaking thing just it never materialized. Um, mm. It just, you know, for another reason or another, it just, you know, it, it is what it is. It was cool. I wrote a script and everything. It was neat, but you know, it didn't happen, but it is what it is. Um, it's not like you you're a hundred years old, man. You're still a very, very young man. Right. Things could happen. <laughs> you, right. you, you carry a, a, a video recording, uh, uh, exactly. you, you carry you carry a, a video camera in your pocket all the time. So you, so this mm-hmm. movie could be made, <laughs> right? And we'll just see. You know, right now, uh, I just I, I think I I'm more passionate about music um, and music production and creating stuff like that. The the audio side of things rather than the video side of things. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I really do enjoy videography, cinematography, but like I think right now. I'm, I'm more in love with, with the music rather than the video. Um, but you know, I have a couple of people, I want to say like three or four, um, that I'm working on, uh, from home. Um, I, I'm doing just kind of on the side for fun, more or less, um, is, is I, I do like writing services, like music writing services and, um, music production just kind of on the side. Um, literally don't charge anything worth anything, just enough to cover a little bit of my time. Um, he didn't just say that you know, he, he, he will charge you, uh, but, uh, it'll be, uh, negotiable. <laughs> no, man, don't, don't do that. I want you to explore that, man. You know, people need, Oh, I love it. You know, I, I only write and play music for the love. It's, it's not about the money, but yeah, sometimes you got to keep a roof over your head. Uh, that, that apartment, uh, rent is not, uh, free. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but like literally like I know like right now I'm charging 50 bucks to like that's that's including writing a whole song like guitars, bass, drums, vocal melody and lyrics um, and then producing said whole song. So that's, you know, tracking all the drums, all the um, like actually that doesn't include tracking drums, but um, the the tracking part of the drums is just like. I, I have really good samples um, that sound very realistic um, to get the job done, um, especially for 50 bucks. You're, you're getting a steal there. Um, and then, um, you know, that's, that's tracking everything that's um, mixing and mastering. So, um, 
you know, like, you know, 50 bucks for all of that. That's a steal. Most, most producers are charging at least 30 an hour, um, or like, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Um, but yeah, I'm just doing it for the love for the most part. Um, cause I'm honestly like, I, I know my way around it. I can get a, a decent mix, but you know, like I'm no like super pro by any means. Not like, yet. The more you do yet. it, exactly. yeah, you get better and better. You know, when I first started, I think my first wedding, I got 50 bucks and I rented all the equipment for 75. So, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't make any money on that one, but it was, you know, a good experience. And once I did that wedding, I was like, uh, oh, it, it just got easier and easier and easier and better and better. And, and I get nervous before every show. Like I'm sure, uh, you know, a lot of people do. I get nervous before every show, but then after every show I go, huh, what was I nervous? And that went, and that went reasonably well you know or went perfect or went whatever but uh you know now okay so now you're good you're aspiring to uh have your own recording studio and you you're you're collecting equipment to where people can send you their uh their demo tracks and you can mm -hmm. kind of mix them down and make them into something hey man right. that's another avenue of jacob johnson that people need to know about mm -hmm. you know I, I i'm here to to promote you and and to uh, yeah. let you let you get your story out there to the world. So not only a great guitarist who, who, who can, or when you're writing songs, you could write the, the actual bar stuff. You can write and read music. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know that I could like notate it out. Okay. Like, in like, like in like, like in a staff, like a music staff, like sheet music. Well, there's programs uh, for that. You know, if you play a guitar right. riff into a program, it automatically gives you all that sheet music, doesn't it? I think there's, yeah, I think there's some, um, yeah, I don't know that I could like, I could, I definitely couldn't notate it out by hand. Um, <laughs> um, but like if, if I needed to write tabs or something, um, which is, is the, uh, the, the sheet music for guitar that has like seven on this string, six on this string, like that kind of stuff. Like it, it just tells you what fret on the guitar to press down. I can do that, but like notation, no, there's no way. There's, <laughs> no, way. <laughs> there's well, no way. Okay, well, that's a whole other skill that that may or may not be learned by Jacob Johnston. But okay, so you've got this recording studio stuff. Are you using Adobe Audition? Are you using FL Studio? What, what is it? Garage Band? I, I don't even know some of those other ones that that have been popping up. I remember FL Studio as Fruity Loops when I was first playing yeah. with it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I use a uh, software called studio one. Um, it's, I, I don't know. My thing is, is for the most part, like as far as like the, the big name ones, like studio one, uh, Ableton logic pro tools. Like it's kind of like just pick one that you like and learn how to use it. Like they all have the same capabilities essentially. It's just, which one do you feel most comfortable with? My first version of studio one that I got, was free with my first interface that I bought. And so, you know, I just learned how to use it. Like, you know, and, and I was like, why try another one when I know how to use this one just as well, you know? So that's, that's kind of my take on that. I think like, as long as you like just stick with one and, and get familiar with it and know how to do everything with it, you know, it is what it is. You can figure it out and get the job done the same as the other ones. That's how they get you. They give you a little free one. My first uh, version of virtual DJ was a free version. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I, uh, they said, hey, for only this amount of money, 
you could buy the full version and it's got this many more features. Come on and get it. And then yep. you do it. And that's what a man, you know, if you make a dollar uh, playing music or, or doing anything in the art industry, 99 cents of that goes back into uh, buying equipment or, or uh, yep. improving your craft, you know, for, for mm-hmm. I guess for an actor or a musician, it's going and, and going to school and a musician buying the, the best guitar, the best equipment, you know, but uh, what, what, speaking of guitars, what are you playing these days? Um, so here, I'll just go get it real fast. Okay. That's right. It's the, right over here. <laughs> and, and since you're wearing your wireless headphones, it, I, I, you can still hear me. It's not like, I a, <laughs> yeah, I was talking to a guy uh, yesterday, uh, Tim Demetio, my cousin actually, and he's also a, a guitarist and, he was wearing his headphones, but every time he walked away to go get another instrument, he, he stopped being able to hear me. <laughs> All right. So we got the guitar over here. Uh, what, uh, what is that? This it's pretty. Is, this is my, my go-to here. Um, she's a Schecter C1 plus. She's affectionately named Rhonda. Don't ask where that name came from. I'm That's asking. What she's called. I'm asking. Where'd that name come from? Come on. Tell me about Rhonda. I, I literally have no idea where the name come from. That's why. Oh, um, I just called it Rhonda one day, and ever since then, that's what uh, that's what I've called her. Help me, uh, Rhonda. Yeah, it's got uh, Seymour Duncan's in the bridge and the uh, the neck pickups. Um, I don't know. I really like Seymour Duncan's. They're just a uh, they're very high quality, um, but they're not so uh, like hot, if you will. Like they don't. There's some pickups. They're called active pickups that um, they require battery. Um, and so those pickups are like really hot. So like they have a lot of frequency response, um, which means like, like if you listen to like something like, um, like, like, like Metallica, I know, uh, James Hetfield from Metallica uses EMGs, which are active pickups. Um, and they're really hot. So like if you have active pickups, you're probably not going to play anything that's softer. That's not just like really driven in your face. Um, you know, um, but yeah, that's, that's why I like them. They're, they're hot enough to, uh, um, like be able to be punchy with it, but not so hot that it's like, holy crap, what are you doing? Um, uh, you know, it's got a two way switch. I installed some strap locks on it, which keep my strap from falling off in the middle of the show. (laughs) Um, or, you know, whatever. Um, it shows he's careful. Standard, um, and then I use uh, I use they're called heavy bottom uh, Ernie ball strings. Um, so it's like uh, it's like your standard set of guitar strings, but with a really fat bottom. Um, so it's like it's like if you took it's called forty six to ten. That's kind of like the the standard, if you will, um, for like if you're not like tuning your guitar to the floor. Um, so it's that that's all it is. But the bottom one's a fifty two instead. So it's just a really thick string. Um, and that's kind of, I actually picked that up from, um, what's his name? Um, Sinister Gates from the Seven Sevenfold. Whoa. And you picked that up from him. Oh, you picked it up from, uh, looking at him. I, that's not his guitar. Right, 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 right. Well, actually <laughs> kind of is because he plays the same. Um, he has like his own signature model from the same company. Gotcha. Um, but but yeah, he he was talking about how he uses that um, like the heavy bottoms because it gives your your bass tone like your bass response, your bass frequencies 
a little bit fatter. Um, and it can make you a little like make your, your sound a little chunkier. And I tried it out one day. I was like, I like this. Um, and so I just kind of stuck with it. Well, that so sounds like as, as rhythm guitar, you could play a little bit more of the bassier notes. So you, so really you can right. play the bass, uh, rhythm, the bass as well as the rhythm in one, uh, a call. But I'm, uh, you know, playing devil's advocate, uh, you said your pickups had an extra battery. Isn't that something else that can go wrong uh, in during the show? That your batteries fail? Well, this guitar doesn't have that. Oh, I said uh, the the pickups I have, I like them because they don't require a battery. Gotcha. But they're still kind of hot. They can still bring a little bit of the heat while not requiring a battery. Um, yeah, I can imagine that. That's another thing to fail uh, if you do have something that has more moving parts. The ones with the batteries, just like for our style of music, like the the ones with the batteries can just be they're just a little too much sometimes. Um, and, and with this, it can, it can do both. Like I could crank up my amp and play like some, you know, Metallica, but at the same time I could turn off a game completely, play it completely clean. And it sounds like an angel coming to earth. So that's kind of, I like the dynamicism there that you can, I could play something really clean and beautiful. Um, cause believe it or not, this guitar, um, I'm 22 now. I, when I was 17, I was in jazz band in high school and I used this guitar for jazz. Oh, um, so that's been that's with just, you for a while. Just to, just to show you how like dynamic it can be. Like I played jazz with it. It's not perfect for jazz, but it got the job done at least at an amateur level. And, and now I'm playing like the song knuckles that we released. I used that guitar on that. So, you know, it can play, it can play pretty much anything you want it to do. Well, in the right hands, I'm sure, man, you're a good musician. You, you've been practicing right. this for a long time, man. Right. So I didn't realize that that guitar has been with you for for such a, a long time. Is that that's not the first guitar that you ever had? We talked about that already. No, my first guitar I ever had was it was the worst guitar ever. It was from Walmart, I think. Oh, or so, something like that. It was just it was like fifty dollars from Walmart. It was it was bad. Well, at least looking back on it now, it was terrible. Okay. Um, you know, at the time though, I I just don't think like my mom bought it for me, and I don't think that she she probably didn't think I was going to actually stick with playing guitar, and so she was just like, "Here, Jacob, take this. It's yours now. You're going to be a rock star." Um, but yeah, the first guitar I ever bought that was like a real one. No, but still, oh, let I me back that. up. Let me back up. Way to go, mom, for at least getting you yeah. a guitar uh, to put in your hands to get the feel of the shape of it. The look of it, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not necessarily the good sound of it, but uh, but hey, way to go, mom, for for helping to to support you in this endeavor that is becoming your I, life. I actually have two. Here, I'll go grab them real quick. I have two more <laughs> that were like my first two like real guitars. Um, so we have. <laughs> there she is. Okay. All right. Heading back now. We have two of them that were like my first two. Um, this man's got an like apartment full of guitars. I love it. Oh, we have quite a few. Um, oh, how many people are, li- how, how, are, are you living alone or, or you have people that live with you? No, I live by myself. Oh, I live man. In a little bitty uh, 400 square foot apartment. <laughs> but still, that's got to stink being by yourself, man. Uh, is it lonesome? Well, I'm introverted, so it's not like it didn't bother me all that much. Um, but yeah, this is the first guitar I ever bought with my own money. It's pretty. Yeah. So it's a, an Epiphone 
Les Paul something. I don't know. It's cheap. It was like 150 bucks or something. Well, Epiphone um, is the, the lesser brand of the of Gibson, right? Right. Yeah, they make like the they're like the off brand Les Pauls. Yes. Um, oh, hey, dog. Um, but yeah, I bought this. Oh, you got a like dog to live with. Bucks. You're not completely alone. Yeah. yeah. She's a little little lab mix. Um, okay. But yeah, tell so tell this, me about the guitar. Yeah. So this guitar is, um, it's been through the ringer. If you look right there, I don't know if you can see that right yep. there. You see it? The, yep. uh, there's cracks on the bottom and stuff because I dropped it on tile floor at one point. Um, and there's like like holes in the top from where I like hit it on stuff. She's been been through the ringer. Um, but yeah, I bought it from Guitar Center. I was like, I want to get a real guitar. Mm-hmm. I want to get a guitar like Slash. That's what I was really thinking. And um, so I, bu- I bought this guitar. It was 150 bucks from Guitar Center. Um, and this is what I played for a long time. Um, well, I remember my, my first Squire was like 150 bucks, and it came with like a little amp and some strings and a couple of picks. Uh, was that the kind of thing? Was it a kit? No, I, I went in hard. I bought my own picks, my own guitar, my own amp. So it was this guitar, um, and I have the amp in there. It's just a Fender Mustang uh, 2, I think, version 2, um, which actually the original amp that I bought with this, I blew it out like in the first week. <laughs> That's what <laughs> you get for turning it, it up to 11. <laughs> I was. I was. Um, so I had to buy another one, which the amp itself was like 100 bucks. Um, yeah, I worked a whole summer and I had like a thousand dollars. I was like, I'm going to buy a guitar. So I bought a guitar. Um, and it was this one. I bought the amp. Um, and I bought, what else did I buy? I bought something else, a tuner and some other things for like $400. What are, and, one uh, of those electronic tuners that, that does it by, by ear, I guess. Yeah, well, it, it does it by vibration. Vibration. You so it onto the head. Yeah, so um, it, it it helps you to to tune your guitar for somebody like me that that, that can't do it by ear. And, and what right. you're doing, really, you're kind of educating the people that are thinking about getting into uh, playing guitar. You, you're you're teaching them about the the monetary expense that uh, that's going to come with it. It's not cheap, and those and you're you're referring to that guitar as one of the cheap guitars, and it's still 150 bucks. Uh, to to most people, 150 bucks is hard to part with for something that mm-hmm. may or may not bring you know bring that value back. And, you know whether it be you know playing on stage or playing for your family. May, you know a lot of people think, hey, uh, if I play for my family, that's the value I wanted. That's what I wanted to play for my right. family, play for my friends, and, and that was worth the 150 bucks. But uh, mm-hmm. you know for the most part, people that buy a guitar that are serious about becoming rock stars or what have you uh you know they want that 150 bucks back they need it mm-hmm. uh, you know to keep that roof over their heads so you're yeah. you're, you're giving the people gems man you're letting people know it, it, it's it was an, uh, about 500 bucks for the cheapest uh, p- uh cheapest equipment guitar amps picks uh strings you know well i wouldn't say the cheapest but like the cheapest like decent quality stuff uh-huh. um like you know that 60 dollar walmart guitar it's not worth the 60, $60. You know what I mean? Um, like a hundred percent honest, like it's kind of like, like skateboarding, you know, like it's like, don't buy those $15 ones from Walmart. You're going to like break your leg. Um, Oh, you know, but I would say like, like I think the cheapest, like, like, like a Squire Stratocaster or something, it's like a hundred bucks. Like, I think like that's like the minimum you can spend on a guitar and it'd be okay. 
Um, and this is coming from a guy that's got like three more in there. Um, oh, yeah. I have a <laughs> purple, purple squire that I bought a long time ago. I'm saying a long time ago, probably the late eighties. And, uh, it's still, it still works. It still plays, uh, you know, it, uh, my cousin Timmy p- played that one as well uh, on stage, and he said, "Man, this thing's great." <laughs> right, um, but like this first guitar that I showed you, oh boy, uh, um, this guitar was oops, bumped her. Um, this guitar was about four fifty, I think, something like that. Um, and then this one, oh boy, this was this was. This is my sentimental guitar, I call it. He's got an acoustic um, guitar now. Yeah. Yeah, this is a this is a sentimental one and I'm going to set it down cuz it's too fat. Um, but this guitar <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> too fat. Um, yeah. So so between me buying my first guitar and having my Walmart guitar, I didn't have a guitar cuz I, I broke my guitar, my Walmart one cuz it was just crappy like it just blew out on me. Um my granddad bought me, he was like, you know, I'll buy you a guitar. So he bought me a, um, that, that acoustic, um, for like, I don't know, $300 or something. What kind of acoustic um, guitar is it? It's a Jasmine. So that's a, Jasmine is a branch of one of the big name. Uh, it's kind of like, you know how Squire is part of Fender. Right. Right. Um, it's kind of like that kind of relationship yeah. to one of the acoustic guitar manufacturers, like big ones. Um, but I don't remember who exactly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's a Jasmine. Um, and I, I didn't take care of it well. So she's, uh, she's a little beat up, but she still, she still runs. It's kind of like your car. It's like my car's a little beat up, but she still runs. That's all that matters. Um, and she still sounds pretty good. Um, but I mean, I mean, my thing is, is like, especially when you're going in the studio, you uh, like, we changed our strings cause we only recorded one song in the studio. Mm-hmm when we went in when when we went in um we changed our strings the day before and we broke them in stretched them out recorded the song the next day so like within 24 hours we had recorded the song like each each person did um and so you know i I think if you if you change your strings like you put fresh strings on there every every once in a while depending on how much you're playing um at least once a month probably which is another expense. A pack of strings is like five bucks for the, for uh, like the, the strings I use, the heavy bottoms, they're about five or $6 a pack. How often um, do you have to replace those? I mean, I would think like, at least from a, I don't want to say professional, but like a guy that plays a lot. Um, if, if I'm not recording about at least once every three or four weeks, once a month ish, mm-hmm. um, and so and when you say you play a lot, what's a lot? Do you play it every day? You pick up a guitar every day? Yeah, especially when we're writing like we are now. Uh, we're still finalizing a few tracks. So uh, that and recording, like writing for people and stuff, I play pretty consistently, at least probably five to six to five, five to six hours a day, probably because uh, I have other responsibilities outside of music, too. Um, but but you know, five to six hours a day, almost every day, I'd say at least five days a week. Um, you know, a month is pushing it probably. Um, if you're recording, you definitely want to have your strings changed. Um, I don't know, every, I'd say maybe every four or five days, maybe. Well, what's 
changing the strings, not because they they broke and you had to change them or right. No, so so like there's like a lifespan of a string guitar strings. Um, it's gonna sound its best like the day after you put them on, like once you break them in. Um, they're just gonna sound their richest and most flourish. Um, like you're really gonna be able to hear the guitar, hear the sound. It's gonna sound fresh and sound full. Whereas I have a guitar in there actually that I haven't like touched in a long while, probably like six months. Just it's just one of my kind of crappier ones. Um, that has strings on it from a year ago, probably. And you listen to them, and there's just not a lot of tone quality. It just doesn't sound good. Um, it sounds very dull um, and clanky, is how I describe it. So it, it just it's like like think about it like changing your oil. It's kind of the same thing. Your your car is going to run best when your oil's changed, right? Yeah. You know, um, it's. No, I, I get what you're saying. Now, what, you know, what's the advantage of having that acoustic guitar? Is that the first acoustic car, the guitar that you uh, ever had? Or was that Walmart guitar acoustic as well? But, no, the Walmart guitar was electric. Um, okay. That's my only acoustic guitar I've ever had, believe it or not. Wow. I just never got around to getting another one. I just, I don't play a lot of acoustic guitar. I, I mostly do electric because in punk, acoustic guitars aren't really a, a thing. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean, I've I've had that for a long time, and she still sounds very good. She's she's a little beat up. Calm down. Um, she's a little beat up, and um, you know, it has little tuning tuning stability issues. Um, but you know, overall, she's just a it's a solid guitar. I do plan on getting another one pretty soon. Um, but she's 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 getting the job done that's all i can ask for yeah that's grandpa's guitar man that's the one he gave you that's beautiful uh, i definitely won't get rid of it ever no. i may i may set it up on the wall but i'm not gonna get rid of it for sure yeah i mean i guess the nice thing about having an acoustic guitar is that you could just pick it up and go play it anywhere and have you done that have you ever done any of that busking that i hear so much about i have never done that and i don't really want to huh i mean i don't, yeah, I don't know it just doesn't really appeal to me Wow. I mean, that's a, a quick way to get in front of people and, and show people what you're doing and, and, you know, maybe throw a hat out there and make a buck or two and you'll get some lunch, you know, <laughs> but, that's uh, true. but I've heard people do that. And, and people in, in Little Rock for that matter, they go around river, uh, the river market area and become strolling minstrels with a, you know, maybe a, a hat sitting out in front of them and 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 play but uh that's something you've never done right i don't know i've, I've never been because for for busking stuff i typically associate it with like cover songs and i've never been a guy that like loved doing cover songs i've always been like i want to create something that's my own um not to say that you can't get creative with cover songs but it's like the song's already written for me you know like i kind of i enjoy the process of watching something grow from a little sprout to a you know a blossoming flower um how I've beautiful. always been that way. How beautiful. I mean, uh, rather than to pick somebody else's flower and, and to use that same metaphor and maybe play it a, a different way or, or smell it, right. you know, hand it to somebody and say, here, here's this flower that I picked. It grew already. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Or, or you want to play your own music. And, and man, that's a creator's creator right there that, you know, some mm -hmm. people make make a good living playing covers in, in a cover band. But uh, right. you, you want to you want to be that band that makes the, mm -hmm. the music that people cover exactly. in the future. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so how, how many songs are, 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 uh, are out there written uh, and produced 
and and out for the world to listen to only one right now mm-hmm. um and that's the knuckles song knuckles is out right now everywhere if you listen to music somewhere it's more than likely going to be there um and then we have another one that's in the works to we're shooting early to mid january um and it doesn't even have a name that's how like like that's how in the process we are right now um we have uh, affectionately named it drop hole don't ask why we named it that that's just like the working title we gave it um but yeah it's a it's a it's a speedy one it's it's a punk song for sure it's very fast very aggressive um and just a little tip for the uh, the keys dan listener that a lot of people don't know is we're in the works with uh some big name pop punk guys for this next song um, to do a, a guest vocal spot on this. So be on the lookout for that. Wicked cool. All right. So it's Riverview has its one offering. You birthed this baby knuckles. Uh, tell me how knuckles came about and then we'll wind this thing down. Um, so I, I was listening to a lot of uh, knuckle puck and the story so far. That's kind of where the, the song we, we called it Knuckles as a working title because I was listening to a lot of Knuckle Puck. Um, and then our singer incorporated Knuckles into the song. So that just kind of worked out. Um, uh, so the working title of it, like when we were just like messing around with ideas, was called Knuckles because I was listening to a lot of Knuckle Puck. And, and they're, they use a lot of like extended chords and complex chords. Um, and so do the story so far. Um, and so we... Um, you know, hey, stop that. <laughs> um, but we, um, he's getting accosted by like, his dog. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's yeah, getting molested. Was, <laughs> she was, she was like trying to get under my legs. I was like, what do you do? It's what they do. Uh, but there's, there's like no room to go there. But, um, <laughs> the, the song, I was like, I brought this riff, which is that, um, not the lead part that, that is, is kind of more in the front. There's like a chordy part behind that lead part um and i brought it and it was like this like big chordy uh like extended chords um i think it's some kind of suspended chord i couldn't exactly tell you what it was called somebody told me that i was like sure that's that's what it is um because like like as far as like um knowing the the names of chords and stuff like yeah i know that that's a d chord and i know where my notes are but like you tell me that's a d sus suspended four sharp I'm like, yep, sure. That is. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I think, you know, as a, as a non guitar guy who has some guitars, I don't know how to play them. I heard a long time ago. Oh, reggae is a slap seven. Oh, all right. I'll go with that. Yeah, sure. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> That's how I, um, like the theory part, like just like, like precise theory knowledge. I'm terrible at, I don't really know a lot of it. Um, <laughs> I play mostly by ear. Um, I brought this big, you know, that opening riff to knuckles and, and our drummer Tyler, cause it was just me and him at the time. I think uh-huh. he was like, that's the one let's do it. And so we just ran with it. And, um, uh, you know, all the, all the parts of the song, except for the bridge, well, even the bridges, every part of the song is kind of based around a variation of that, um, that, that opening riff, um, you know, opening guitar part. And so, I mean, Basically, we just added bits and pieces to add some flair to different things. And it just kind of, it kind of, I hate to use this cliche, but it kind of just wrote itself. Um, That's pretty cool. <laughs> it, yeah. hey, hey, man, I can imagine magic happens uh, from time to time. When, when you come up with 
uh, a lick. I'm sure some of these songs uh, that you've heard your whole life where the guitarist comes in and you go, huh, let's write something around that. You know, that little riff. Uh, A lot of times the guitarist is the beginning uh, of uh, of, uh, uh, the seeds of a song, uh, if you will. But you're the rhythm guitarist. So you you uh, you and your drummer wrote knuckles yeah i i wrote all the guitar parts for it um mm-hmm. and we really didn't have any bass parts for it um but and yeah i wrote all the guitar parts for it and, and the lyrics and, uh, no i so i wrote just the guitars like the lead and rhythm guitar we basically wrote all of that and then he wrote all the drum parts and that's what we had for a long time um until we found um our lead singer garrett who he He's a freaking wizard. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. Um, and he just like had this melody and these ideas. Like he just was like, Hey, give me like an hour. I'll, I'll write a little something for one of the parts. An hour later, he comes back with one of the verse parts. I was like, Oh my goodness. This guy's incredible. Um, and Garrett's the one that came from the rap background, right? Yeah. Yeah. More so than the rest of us anyway. Um, and, and he slapped this verse. Like he literally like, I sent him the, uh, like the guitars and the drums and just like sent it to him. I was like, Hey, just show me what you can do. Cause like he wasn't even part of the band yet at <laughs> that point. We were like trying people out. Um, and he sent us a little crappy voice memo of him playing the, the guitar parts in the background and him singing the part. And which we ended up using that part. He worked it in the song. We were like, yep, you're the guy. Come on, buddy. <laughs> um, and that's literally how it happened. He, he just slapped a, a melody and, a, and some lyrics on top, and we rocked and rolled with it. Lightning in a bottle, man, and that's how it works. So now Knuckles yeah. is out there uh, for the people to listen mm-hmm. to. Uh, you know, not only, I, I guess I found it on your, your Facebook page. Uh, yeah, I guess yes. you can tell people how to get a hold of you. Uh, Jacob Johnston and the Riverview Band, uh, you know, yeah. where to find all that. Find it online. Where? Uh, we are on Facebook at riverview all one thing um that's the like the tag for our facebook we have um we have uh instagram at riverview band ar i believe um and then you know we're on spotify itunes apple music iHeartRadio, pandora amazon i mean but anywhere you listen to music we're there um and we hope you come out to listen because i think you might enjoy it Oh yeah. So are you got the, the one song and you play some covers as well. I mean, what, what's on the horizon? Are, are, are the places opening up at least I'm, I'm able to do at least one or two karaoke shows. I still got weddings uh, that, that are still booking. Uh, so I'm kind of excited about that. Is anything opening up? Is anything on the horizon for your, for people to come out and see you play live? Um, I think, I think for now we're going to focus on, on writing and, putting more music out there because one song is not enough let's be fair <laughs> uh, like we already have people hitting us up they're like do you have any more songs i want more songs and we're like nope not yet uh but i think i think january is going to be the month for another single and then uh march or so for an album um and so you know i think we're going to focus on that um for the time being and then maybe we'll do a live like a live stream show like a lot of bands are doing yeah um like kind of like an album release party kind of thing. Um, but we'll see. Um, 
you know, nothing certain at this point in time <laughs> with the coronavirus thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the song next month is definitely going to happen. Um, and then if all goes well, March will be the time for a full album. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what we're doing. Hunkering down, writing, um, you know, attracting people to our music to try and you know, get as many people to hopefully, you know, kind of like fall in love with what we've created. Cause we love it so much. Um, which we've had people reach out and say that they do love it. Um, which is incredible, by the way. I never thought anybody would listen to anything we've ever made, you know? Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what we're, what we're, uh, on the, the next six months for us probably is just writing and then releasing this album. And, you know, right now it's looking like June is probably going to be the earliest we can have a show. Um, mm. but yeah, we're just kind of, just kind of going from there. Jacob Johnson, a, hey, uh, Riverview band, the birth, uh, the, the early stages of this band, you're putting stuff out there. You got stuff on the horizon. That's beautiful. Jacob Johnston, always good to hear you. Always good to talk to you. You're, you're an interesting fellow, man. And you, you love your music and I hope that film yes. stuff, uh, still comes out, man. You, you got that script written and, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm waiting to, to watch, even if it becomes a short, uh, that would be fun, man. Just to, you know, film it, put it out there, at least, uh, make it a, a YouTube video or, Maybe even a TikTok video, depending on how short it is. <laughs> it's it's about I think right now I think it, I think it would run about ten minutes if we put it together. Yeah, shorts are so fun, it's, man. It's pretty short. Yeah, yeah. People have short, short attention spans. I, you know that, that uh, you know a little bite size just to, as a mm-hmm. companion. And then of course your fledgling uh, audio production uh, career Sorry. is coming, man. You're you're collecting yes. equipment, trying to get that. Uh, uh, you know, get other bands. See, that's one thing is once you, you learn a craft, once you start a, a craft, you start teaching it to other people and picking other people as you're, as you're going up the ladder of success. And that's what you're doing, man. That's a nice guy. That's a good thing to do is to pick other people up as you're going along. Mm-hmm. And if you can make and a couple have, bucks, do it. <laughs> do you, you, you have a description in this podcast, don't you? Yes. Like, a yeah, I can, I'll give you my, uh, like audio engineer email. So, like, if anybody out there is like, "Hey, I want to get something produced," I can they can email me, and we can we can hopefully make something happen. Very good. So far in the show notes, I got uh, all your personal stuff: the Jacob Johnston Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, mm-hmm. and then the River Official Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Apple, uh, Spotify, even Crashcast at Bandcamp uh, or Dot Badcamp. I, I found that you should definitely, you definitely should go buy that. That's actually kind of an interesting thing that we never touched on. But go ahead, hit me. Yeah, tell me a little yeah, about there's it. These, there's these local guys. Uh, they do a podcast too. They're called. It's called the Crash Cast. Okay. Um, and um, they put together them. Uh, a guy that's he, he's kind of well known in our like underground like alternative music scene. His name's Kurt Kurt Lunsford. He's mm-hmm. a, like a rock and roll photographer guy. And uh, Christian Hill, who's in a uh, local band with uh, called Cardinal Rule. Uh, who set up a charity called Punks for Paws, um, which they basically use music as an avenue to raise funds for um, kind of like animal shelters and stuff like that. Um, and so, uh, like last year, they had a uh, like a I guess it was a benefit show, and they raised fifteen hundred dollars, which is crazy. That's um, fantastic, man! You know, you expect raised, to, you know a hundred maybe, but fifteen hundred—that's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, they got. They got 1500 bucks and they donated it to, I think it's called Ark and Paws. 
Arkan Paw, something like that. It's an Arkansas charity organization that uh, they donated it to uh, animal shelters in the state. Um, but yeah, so since we can't really have a big show or anything, they uh, 27 different bands donated a track, me included, my band included, and uh, they sold this album for five bucks, and all of the money they made uh, is going to go to some kind of Arkansas shelter or something. Um, and I just heard the news a little while ago that they have broken $200 so far. Wow. Um, but it's nowhere close to the $1,500, which would be crazy. But um, yeah, it's $5 and um, you can donate more if you feel like it. Like when you go to buy the album or whatever, you could put in $200 if you wanted to and donate extra. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a cool thing that we're a part of. That is a cool thing. Jacob Johnston, also a philanthropist. Look, add that to your yeah. list of accolades. <laughs> You're killing me, Dan. No, You're that's beautiful. Me, Dan. No, that's beautiful, man. Hey, uh, take credit where credit is due. And I give credit where credit is due. And I'm glad you gave shout outs to all your band members and, and the people that have helped you along the way. You got to help each other. And that's, you know, that's pretty much what I'm doing with this podcast, you know, is helping other people. And, and that's what I've been doing ever since I got on the radio uh, back in 1986. You know, that's back in the 1900s. so uh yeah man you know it's it's a you know yeah you play music you 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 make a couple bucks but mostly it's promoting other people and helping each other out that's what uh, what we we need to be doing and that's what you're doing man Uh, you you make your own music but you're helping other people to realize their dreams as well with your own little recording studio going on jacob johnston all right uh, i think we got it i think we got it Let's uh, let's do uh, last words for the people. I like to finish these things off with last words for the people. Uh, it could be something that you heard a long time ago, words to live by. Somebody told you a long time ago, maybe a mantra, or it could just be whatever pops into your head at this moment in time. Jacob Johnston, last words for the people. Um, so this this came from a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you know who that is. Uh, he's a bazillionaire. He's got way too much money, but. Um, he he didn't just inherit like he inherited a lot of money, but he wasn't just like born a billionaire. Um, but he's made a lot of money and like he started his own um, like he started so many like large corporations. It's incredible. Um, but he said, um, don't be afraid to work for free at first just to get your foot in the door. And I think that's, um, you know, I think that's a, a monster to live by. Like, you know, maybe you'll take a hit right now. But think about what that that experience can do for you in the future. Like, say you want to start a studio, um, like say, hey, I'll work with 10 people for free. Well, now you have 10 people that you have work to show to the other people and then you can charge them money. Um, So, yeah, don't don't be afraid to uh, get your foot in the door by taking a hit at the very beginning. Um, I think that's very, very, uh, a very smart thing to say. Well, there you have it, party people. Jacob Johnston and his new band, Riverview, a five-piece. Oh, yeah. And a biscuit. If they, I guess if you call the producer in the recording studio a biscuit. <laughs> they got one song out and more on the works, man. It's a, you're, you're, you're at the beginning stages. You're on the ground floor of this brand new band, Riverview. Look them up. Riverview in Arkansas. I think it's Riverview. Well, now I got to look it up. Uh, oh, oh they, they actually have a, li- a link tree. So you can go to Linktree and look up Riverview Band. You'll find their Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Apple Music, and iTunes, Spotify. 
and Punk for Paws charity album. <laughs> yeah, that's what we talked about at the end. That's pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, and he's a he's an all around good dude. I've known him for a little bit now, uh, and uh, every time I see him, every time I talk to him, he's a good dude. He's uh, he really loves his music and also giving back to the people as well. He's very humble, though. He won't really let you know that he's out there helping people out. You know, he kept saying, I'll do it for free. No, you won't. Don't you do it for free? You're taking your time and your time is valuable. Know your worth and then add taxes. I saw that in a meme. I thought that was pretty cool. Know your worth and add tax. <laughs> so plus a little bit, you know, because you're worth a whole lot more than you even know. Yeah, you're worth a lot. And that that uh, studio session time is valuable. Your time putting that music together is valuable. And somebody going on stage and playing for you is valuable. So, uh, yeah, you can pay three bucks or five bucks or 20 bucks for a band. Yeah, to, for a night of entertainment. You can do it. You should do it. Uh, their time is valuable. Yeah. A, a lot of uh, bands will tell you, a lot of musicians, a lot of creatives will say, oh, I do it for the love. It's not about the money. But, you know, it kind of is about the money. You got to keep a roof over your head, and food on your plate. And for somebody like me, who's got a, a family to take care of, I got to make some money too. So uh, I thank you to all the people that support this podcast and support my karaoke shows and my DJ shows and invite me to their weddings to be a part of that as well. So I appreciate that. And I'm sure Jacob Johnston appreciates all the people that book him and all the people that buy his music and all his various projects. So I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, speaking on his behalf, uh, should I be doing that? We don't know each other that well, but, uh, yeah, I'm sure he appreciates that too when you support him. So support Jacob Johnston and all the, the artists, especially local artists, you know, the, your, the people that are helping you, that are helping to entertain you in your own hometown at your local coffee shop. You know, they're, they're, whether they're strapping a guitar on or they're standing on the streets juggling. Hey, if you got a buck, if you got an extra buck laying around in your pocket, throw it in the hat. Do it. Do it. All right. Well, that's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. If you'd like to tell your story, yes, you, if you would like to tell your story, I encourage you to uh, give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for me. It's KeysDan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Be on Radio What. Call 501-470-6386. Say your name, where you're from, and you're listening to what? The music you want is on RadioWhat.com. Radio What, the music you want. Hey, guys, this is Shelly G with a fast fact. The Carpenter's signature song, We've Only Just Begun, was originally part of a television commercial for a California bank. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag, What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook, at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram, at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous and follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. 
Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keysdan. Email info at radiowhat.com. What Makes You Famous podcast is a production of Keysdan Enterprises Incorporated at keysdan.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>